Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and this is a podcast about Ghostwatch 2016, a podcast about Common Rider Ghost. I've invited Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. To help me in this endeavor. This is episode 31. Three, two, one. Episode, episode 31, 31. Maps, Maps with, with Eyes. eyes. In episode 31, we start a two-episode arc that may reveal some answers about the events of 10 years ago and the plans the gnomes have for Earth. Maybe. I'm just going to play this. Is that our new theme music? Is that our new That's theme? our new theme music. I love it. That's one of the Zencaster default sound things that it loads into the soundboard. Oh. There's a soundboard? There's also uh Yeah, there's a soundboard? Yeah, that's how I typically play the... Uh, the theme song, yeah. Like that. Oh, man. Or there's How come the I don't have a soundboard? Oh, because it's mine. Oh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> How do you resist the urge to use that every time you tell a joke? Oh, I, I cleared it out on my, on my home setup. Oh. Oh. I, I don't have access to these these great noises. Wait, wait, is is that the soundboard too, or is that just no. you opening a drink? That's a grapefruit rattler. Oh, okay. I had a drink and I abandoned it in my desperately trying to find a setup that worked. I apologize for the listeners if I'm even worse quality sound than usual. I am in the woods and, you know. I'm coming to you straight from the woods where the recording is bad and the internet is bad and the deer are nice. No, they're bad too. <laughs> and apparently you're sober. So Alexi, describe to me a pickle tornado. Yeah. Okay, so a pickle tornado. I don't know why they call it a tornado, to be honest. What it is, is that they've taken a very large pickle... And they've hollowed out the inside of it and they've stuffed a hot dog down in there. And then okay. they've surrounded that pickle with uh, some kind of nacho cheese type substance. Like queso? Yeah, like a queso. And then there's bacon up in the mix. And the whole thing has been wrapped in a tortilla. And then the whole thing has been deep fried. Huh. Hmm. It actually tasted good. It's a regional specialty that I've heard from, I think, Cincinnati that is spaghetti with chili on top. Oh, it's like yeah. their their special regional thing, which to me just sounds like normal food. Yeah, our family spaghetti recipe has like chili powder and stuff in it, and it's weird because to me that's just what spaghetti is, but. Comparing notes with other people, I think, yeah, my family basically does make a chili spaghetti, but we just call that spaghetti. I had a burger the other day that had nacho cheese and flaming Hot Cheetos on it. That sounds really good. Well, I didn't like it very much, but that's because I don't like nacho cheese or flaming Hot Cheetos. It was my, my, my lovely wife brought it, brought it for me um, from a fancy burger place, and she... She decided to pick an interesting burger instead of a standard burger and afterwards sort of realized that it wasn't really my jam, but I, I ate like three quarters of it. It was the, the burger part was fine. I had a giant squid on a stick. Oh, 
Ooh, barbecue? No, like uh, bread. Or was it live? (laughs) (laughs) Live would have been a lot of fun. Would you have? That would be hard. If someone someone told you that it was a food, like they just handed you a stick with an animal on it. (laughs) (laughs) You You would just go for it? I wouldn't, because in the end, like, I'd care about the welfare of that animal. I would feel compelled to kill it and then eat it. I Even if you could get a live squid on the prairies, I would question the quality. I'm concerned with how they got this many squid, because it was at Stampede. And I yeah. was going through, and, like, it's a food truck. And all day, the line was huge and everyone was buying these squid on a stick because it was advertised and everything and everyone wanted to know what is a squid on a stick like so it was just like the entire stampede every time we went by, huge line and just like bam bam, everyone's getting squid on a stick. Where did they get all those squid and how did they transport them all into this food truck on stampede when it's 30 degrees? um, Calgary has an international airport and what companies like to do is use airplanes to fly food <laughs> to different locations very quickly. Is this like explaining Tetras again? This is more explaining like what? money can be exchanged for goods and services. The Tetra yes. Packs. The time I didn't <laughs> yes. understand Tetra Packs is what oh, I was referring to. I was like, because I think Tetrad is one of the other alternate names for the Tetris blocks. Oh, yes. They're Tetronimos. And I was like, I know I've... I, I know I've had discussions about their, them being called Tetronimos yes. instead, but I didn't remember having that conversation with you. No, I already knew that. And I felt called out. Sorry. I've, since that conversation about Tetra packs, I now sometimes notice when I have like chicken stock that it says Tetra on the back. And I'm like, what do you know? Corey was right. Let's just mark it on the calendar. Corey was right. <laughs> I've learned so much on this show. <laughs> I came here to learn about Common Rider, but I learned about Tetra Packs. I keep seeing bumblebees out now, and they won't sit still. And I want to touch a butt. Do touch a butt. You have to kind of follow them around a bit and wait for them to land long enough. It can take a few tries. Yeah, no, I've, I've been like on the move, out and about, and pass by, and they just don't stop. They they are hustling today. <laughs> bees are always well, on their. Say hustle. they're busy like bees. Oh yeah, you're right. I could have said that. Could, could have missed opportunity for you. Okay, so this episode, I know maps with eyes is a thing that Akari was doing, where she was like putting stickers or drawing lines on maps, but I don't remember what they were trying to track down. Probably an eye gate. That was a different episode. It was, it was multiple eye gates. Yeah, it was. It was just multiple eye gate stickers on like a single map. It apparently caused you to exclaim, "A map with eyes!" Yeah, just the visual was overwhelming. Poncho Boy had told them where all of the eye gates are, so they'd made a map, and I guess they'd already printed these like eye gate stickers or maybe they made them as a one-off it seems like onari likes doing that kind of thing they'd arrange them all on a map just i think so that onari could get the satisfaction of them crossing out when they found them in a a very over-the-top way yeah he seems like a very tactile person yeah it's good if you're making a reminder list to like put the small stuff on there so you get the satisfaction of checking that box like moving a jira ticket into complete 
feels great. I'm now picturing Onari's room just full of like like button making machines and like sticker making machines and business card making machines and just like 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 full up so you can do these things at a moment's notice. That's true. I was thinking they have to have a heck of a, a like tech setup in the shrine. I don't think we ever see Onari's room. No, it could it could have anything in it. Mm-hmm. There could be another basement lab. Just for textile production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got like a t-shirt, like silk screening thing in there that he's just waiting to bust out. Yeah, but it's like one of the big ones with like eight arms that you rotate. It's like factory got, like, level. Bunch of 3D printers. <laughs> <laughs> and all of his costumes. A big yeah. old wardrobe, oh, yeah. Doctor Who style. Yeah, big old wardrobe, yeah. And I'm betting, like, Gramps goes in, it, in there and raids the costumes. Oh, totally. That's where Gramps gets those costumes. <laughs> and Urasen. Totally. No, Urasen just pulls those from Hammerspace. Maybe maybe they're stored on Captain Ghost or something. Maybe he realized that Gramps was, like, getting into his stuff, and he, like, started stocking stuff for Urasen, too, just to see if he would use them. And they just have, like, this, this unspoken understanding. He should print a like a tiny table castle for the tiny table friends. They seem like they could use a playset. It'd be more awesome if he made like some sort of Voltron adapters so that they could transform together into a larger creature. Oh, they'd mm. slot in like a giant tiny table friend. Hmm. A singular unit. They wouldn't be tiny anymore, though. Are you telling me that doesn't happen later on in the show? It doesn't happen later on in the show. Aww, no. Why? I was hoping it would. Yeah. I, th- I think only the bad guys get big in the show. If, if you want to see things slotting together, you should be watching Sentai. The tiny table friends are so tiny. If they slot together, that's still like a small creature at best. Yeah, that it would be a small size. Yeah. yeah. They have no excuse. Poncho boy. He's part of the intro now and he smiles. It's very nice. There's that's of- wrong. <laughs> they caught him on a good day he's so happy there's a lot of just like well I guess it's not a lot it's just the beginning of it is very heartwarming yay we're all friends now to kind of bookmark the end of Grandma Fumi dying and all of that and then they get right into plotty stuff what about this show makes you think that someone stops dying someone stops dying <laughs> yes <laughs> When 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 do you when do you say they are finished? <laughs> How do you draw that line? Everyone's not dead but sleeping. Is that what you're getting at? No, just you know, dead, and then there's like the deadline for getting back uh, to life, and they're not uh, dead yet, and then they really die, and then they come back. It's like a Loki situation, and we know Grandma Fumi is a Force ghost, so is she dead? <laughs> Or is she just part of the universe now? She lives on in our memories. Every takoyaki has a little bit of Grandma Fumi's soul. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say a little bit of Grandma Fumi. Yeah. <laughs> She's not an octopus. Or is she? It, I, I, I hope the clients would notice. It's like, hmm, this tastes not like octopus. To be fair, I, on, on this week's Gegege no Kitaro, someone did eat like a fried soul. So, spoilers. Sorry. 
Not my fault you can't keep up. What did it taste like? Was it good? I, they didn't say. They, they just crammed it in their mouth. Was there a crunch? No. Oh. Disappointing. It was fairly large. It was it was weird. Well, that, that checks out. Gegege no Kitaro. Yep. It was weird. You're on Gegege Watch. <laughs> All right, Alexa, you have to you have to like cram an episode yeah. or two or okay, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Decided to change up the format. I found a sticker in um, Dinosaur Provincial Park that said Frog Watch on it, and I need to tweet it at the Ghost Watch account because I'm hypersensitive now. Everything is like, you know, if I'm looking for, I was looking for the pickle, the pickle thing at Stampede, and I told my friend I was like, it's Pickle Watch 2018. <laughs> we gotta find that pickle. <laughs> it's it's super unfortunate that there's another show called Ghost Watch. Yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> How will people find the correct one? Oh right, I was like, who 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 ganked our thing? And then like, oh right, the the podcast we're podcasting about. Corey did. Now. Oh no no no! I mean I mean, there's like a TV show. Oh, Ghost Watch. Yeah, I was unaware. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so well, we can't it. we can't just be Ghost Watch. That's okay. That's well. If if you were just Ghost Watch, it would be very hard to make for for you to do like what would you call the sequel? Just Ghost Watch Two. Yeah, probably Ghost Watch. Yeah. Part Two. Yeah. Revengeance. Squared. Return. Return of Ghost Watch. Mm. Revenge of Ghost Watch. Ghost Watch in the Temple of Doom. The last Ghost Watch. The never-ending ghost watch. Ah, that, <laughs> oh, sounds, no. that sounds about right. This is a kid episode. People turn into kids. And yet, they haven't turned any of the main characters into kids. And I thought that was the whole point of this trope. Oh, is this the episode with Tram? Yeah. Okay. Tram? <laughs> Who's Tram? You'll see. <laughs> Wait. Is that when Rail... Yard gets small. No, no. Uh, it's it's Trainyard's mom. Yes. Okay, she's in it. You haven't called her Tram right now. She's Ramen Mom. Ah, yeah. Mommen. 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 Uh, but no, there's there's children, and and I've always not liked de aging kid episodes and stuff, which is a trope. It's a trope. I've seen it in other things, and I never like it because I hate children. Yeah, um, I was, I was going to say you're very carefully didn't say you, you don't like children, but then you did. No, I did just now. Not It's not like I'm mean to them. I would never be mean to a kid. Well, their laughter is like knives <laughs> in my brain. There's like a social contract in life that's how I get along with other people and how I know what I'm supposed to do interacting with other human beings. And kids don't follow it. And it confuses me. Yeah, like clowns. You think clowns don't follow the social contract? That's their whole point. Their whole point is to purposefully alter the social contract to make you uncomfortable so other people will laugh. Yeah. That's why they're scary. No, people think they're scary because it looks like they've eaten someone. (laughs) No, I'm scared because I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They're clowns. If they always ate people, they wouldn't be scary because you'd know that's the person eating clown yeah you know where you stand that's it, not scary anymore yeah if they if they want to shake your hand you don't know what's going to happen it's not just going to be a handshake that's for damn sure yeah you you let a clown touch you well no that's my whole point 
Corey. You refuse to touch them and then they'll squirt you with water or something. It's like, haha, yeah. they knew you were going to not touch them and they decided to find another way to screw you over. Or if you shake their hand, maybe you're going to get squirted, maybe a hand buzzer, maybe their hand's going to come off, Corey. Ah. It's not the roaring 20s. That doesn't happen. Have you ever encountered a hand buzzer? They, they're nothing. Doesn't matter. It's slightly, slightly startling. I don't like being startled. Even slightly. They might just turn to the audience and tell a joke where you're the butt of the joke and everyone laughs. Like, they might win without even touching you or using any prank, just their words. Yeah, they're going to mock you. You never know. If you get mocked by a clown, that's the real Wait, low. so it, in your encounter with a clown, you you go up in front of an audience and then the clown just takes you apart. <laughs> Street Fighter style, but... <laughs> it's like a roast. Yeah. That's what clowns do, right? They upset you, and then and then they turn to the audience that are like, look, this guy's upset by the thing I did. Isn't it hilarious? They're just bullies. I'm going to admit I've never interacted with a clown. I'm just, I've, I felt like defending Adam's, yeah. Adam's point. Yeah, my experience with clowns is uh, either they're like child care professionals and they're in charge of like a troop of kids that they have to entertain for a period of time, or they do face painting, or they're French. Yeah, those ones are just lulling you into a false sense of security. I know lots of people that have gone to clown school. What? Lots of people? Done very, lots of yeah, people? Yeah. Surprising, like five. Huh. I know five people that have done oh, clown that, school. That is actually a lot. That is yeah. a lot. How many graduated? Uh, two. Oh. Oof. Well, clown school's rough. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know a lot of working clowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, is Andrew one of them? No, but oh, actually his okay. partner. Ah, okay. I was close. That's not Doc's a clown. <laughs> Doc's a clown. Oh, yeah, that's why whoa. they have to disguise themselves. <laughs> As a clown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They don the face paint so that no one can see the true identity or, or and seek revenge later. Did in the off hours. Did you see that trailer for Animal World? No. Okay, there's this there's this Chinese I think it's Chinese movie that like just came out and it's got Michael Douglas in it and I guess it's kind of based on the rock paper scissors storyline from Kaiji but the main character like turns into transforms into a clown when he fights people it looks really weird sounds great yeah you should, it's called <laughs> animal world look up the trailer it's it's very peculiar and and Pete will never watch it and some clowns protect people from bull rampages. Okay, fine. Oh, rodeo clowns are great. I love rodeo clowns. That's oh, fine. Oh, you would. There is no difference between a rodeo clown and a regular clown. <laughs> yes, there There's is. There's a rodeo of difference. Except their location. <laughs> the rodeo clown is way off in the middle of, you know, some dirt dealing with bulls and cowboys. And if he is sassing, which he is, he's sassing the announcer in a kind of playful back yeah. and forth, you're not going to have to interact with a rodeo clown. You just laugh at him. I would posit that you put any clown in the rodeo. They are now a rodeo clown. You take the rodeo clown and put them in a birthday. They're not a rodeo clown anymore. <laughs> they're they're ill-equipped for birthday clowning. How I do you don't. know? They're professional Look, clowns. Don't. Okay, I'm making a lot of assumptions. Maybe they do birthdays. Maybe they have to get jobs on the side when it's not stampede. Uh, maybe they follow the stampede around. I've interacted with this guy and maybe he counts. I don't know. So he, well, he didn't have face paint. He was a balloon man 
And he broke into our stampede party, our company stampede party. We didn't know he broke in until later because basically he showed up and was doing balloons and he got really rude and was kind of taking people's drinks that they didn't finish and drinking them all <laughs> and like asking for drink tickets and making people like penis hat balloons and stuff like that. And at the end, he tried to ask for money and it turned out no one had hired him. He just showed up. It was some kind of grift. Wow. Is that a clown? Wow. I don't I don't know. I think that's just a grifter. A bad grifter. Yeah. I think that's someone pretending to be a clown, <laughs> which is worse. Yeah, who wants to pretend to be a clown? Pennywise? Pennywise the shapeshifter that lives in the mm. sewers wants to pretend to be a clown? I guess. I think that's accurate. Yeah. There's precedent. So, so how I deal with small children is I just like treat them like they're adults and they, they like that. That's a tip. That is what I do. Yeah, you can just talk to them. Sometimes they like it, and sometimes they seem to decide that, like, my awkwardness is very funny. And that they uh, will provoke it. It is. And go laugh with the other children and point at me. <laughs> oh, well, you can't show fear. And you can't let them group up. Yeah, no, don't let them group up. They, they'll skeletonize you in seconds. Like cartoon piranhas. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't show fear to children, and you can't let them group up. All right. I'll try and separate them next time. Deal with them one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, on just one. drag, haul one of them off and talk to them. <laughs> Parents love that. You, child, let's have a real conversation, adult to adult, about you know weather and business. Okay, now next child. Uh, but, okay, long to get back to the point. The only redeeming feature, not that I particularly like it, is that these like de-aging episodes is like oh look it it's the main characters when they were kids isn't that cute this is what they looked like when they were kids so i thought that's where it would go and the only thing i was curious about was whether child onari would also be bald Uh, Uh, but it hasn't happened there's a sentai episode where the red ranger got turned into a kid and there's like this little pint-sized kid-sized red ranger and it's really cute I probably had a crush on Child Picard. Oh, sure. Probably. Fair enough. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's fair. So, de-aging episodes have a special place in, in my heart. <laughs> With Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> it's one of the fic tropes that'll make me just keep scrolling. It's like, de-aging. Nope. Done. Mm. But... I mean, this one's been all right. I don't know. It seems weird to try and judge this episode because it was so clearly just part one of a two-parter. Like, nothing has been resolved. Yeah. Did, did you appreciate, like, the extra Shrine Boy time? Oh, yeah. So that was nice. Uh, Shrine Boy's mom is a dick. <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah. Oh, extremely. Sure. And also, Takeru, use your insight responsibly, dude. You don't just touch someone, see their family trauma, and call them out on it. Be like, hey, be nicer to your mom. You shouldn't say you hate your mom. That's a mean thing. It's like, dude, not cool. Also, having seen that same scene, the mom is the dick. Especially because kid version of mom, also a dick. (laughs) Yep. She knows... Yeah, she's never going to grow out of that. No. She knows her son for, like... 30 seconds and calls him a wimp and just keeps calling him wimpy guy. Like, this is harsh. I think that the mom is in the wrong and that Shibuya is is 
fair <laughs> to be estranged from his family and that Takeru should stop trying to just fix it. I think we're lucky that the, the Shrine boys aren't just reeking of toxic masculinity. Yeah. yeah, they're just nice, sweet boys. Yeah. And that was the whole thing, too, isn't it? Is that he's just a nice, sweet boy, and his mom is like, be a man. Screw you, mom. Don't be mean to this nice, soft boy. Basically. <laughs> they give a flashback of her when she was in the park, and I do appreciate that she is just, like, a dick to everybody, including, like, gangsters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who littered, and she's like, hey, Stop that. And she's saved by some other dude with slicked back hair and huge pants who she decides is her prince. And I assume that this is her future husband, but he seems a lot older than her when she is a child. Yeah. I, I can't tell if that's just casting or if canonically he's in like his 20s when she's a baby. Yeah. So don't, don't know. It wasn't clear. Don't know if I like that. Poor Shibuya. He's just a nice boy. Shibs. That's what you guys were calling him. I like that. It's easier to say. Poor Shibs. <laughs> just Shibs and Nari. Yeah. I loved the moment that PB was giving his like sci-fi PowerPoint on the state of the world when Shibs was like, I gotta take a call <laughs> and tries to slip out <laughs> and then ends up having a family dispute and it's got that classic moment where, you know, Everyone's been there where you get a little bit too loud and then the other conversation stops and everyone's staring at you and you realize that you done messed up. And then all the children just start laughing and pointing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like everybody, everybody goes through that. Yeah. Other things, Urasen is back and Urasen is also always a dick, but in an amusing way. And taunts Takeru about the fact that he's going to die for real in 39 days. Urasen's just like a harmless trickster. Just kind of chaotic neutral. Somebody needed to remind him. Yeah, they've been neglecting that calendar. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I feel like the last time we were at, you know, around 30 days, there was a lot of concern of, oh shit, it's one month before I die. And this time it has been completely forgotten. I had forgotten. I think we got a montage last time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, and he has all the icons. Couldn't he just do it? I. It's been long enough since they brought it up that I don't remember anymore, like, what the problem is. And He tried and it just didn't work. Yep. Okay. That's it. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm sure it'll come up at some point and someone will tell him what the problem is. Yeah, not as soon as you'd think. He'll have two days on the clock. Yeah, that's like episode like 47, <laughs> 47 or so. I, feel, I, I mean, I know fairly late in the game that they finally sort of explain what's going on there. Sort of. Sort of. Well, I mean, as much as as much as you could expect Ghost to do this. It's not important. It's just the main character dying. It's no big deal. But you know he has to win. So it's just like, how do you get from A to B? How do you slack off? This is like the ant and the grasshopper, right? <laughs> It's like, we know he has to live through the winter, but he hasn't been storing food. <laughs> How's he going to do it? I know he stored up all his icons. But they don't do anything and they won't bring him back to life. The show already did that, though, because the first time this happened, I was like, they can't kill him. Obviously, this is a children's show. He's the main character. He's not going to die. This will be fine. And he did die. Like, he got to come back again after, but he did dissolve into feathers on the beach and everybody cried, including me. So... <laughs> They might do that again. 
Yeah, but now his dad's in a ball. Yeah. So. All dad. It's fine. I guess he is. That's another plot point. I, I'd forgotten about that. He's just going to need to find another directly related person who will sacrifice their entire existence for him. Yep. Not a dad, though, because all the dads are dead. Yeah. Fresh out of dads. There's a new dead dad now. Uh, Shibs has a dead dad. Yes. Mm, yes. So just, you know, another one for the tally. I, I don't want to count how many dads <laughs> die in this series. It's a lot. It's more than one hand. Yeah. It's excessive. There's some some excessive dad death in Ghost, specifically. I, I, you know, I mostly can only think of like one other series where there's a single dead dad for plot reasons. Like another common writer series, or just another series in general? Yeah, in like Forze, the space dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not even the main character's dad. Yep. Just space dad's dead. It is. It's it's a theme of this show except not one that seems i don't know it's a strange thing and it's like surely it's intentional because otherwise how could there be so many but if incent if it's intentional then i don't know exactly what they're trying to say about it maybe they just forgot that they've killed every other dad <laughs> i feel like it's just lazy it's writing just like we got a new character we got a new character okay they gotta feel something something who, who should they feel something about dead dad their dad is dead now too I mean, it's rare that you have a character in Japanese fiction that has both parents and you actually see them. Yes. But it could be easy to just never see the parents. Like, we don't know about Akari's parents, do we? Or are no. they dead? basically. I don't think we ever learn anything about um, airports' parents. Or Inari's. Yeah. It just doesn't have to be have to be answered. I wonder if sometimes it's because it's like these young people with problems and it's like, well, why didn't they go to their dad for help? Ah, dad's dead. And that's the problem. That's why they have to come to a temple. (laughs) It's the beginning and the end of it. There's bad science. There's regression of cells. It's dumb. It's dumb science. Oh, they tried to explain the de-aging? Yeah, the cells are aging backwards, which sure explains like how they forgot everything that had happened to them. Uh, and yeah, just like jellyfish. Exactly. The jellyfish the don't remember what happened to them. No, every now and then a jellyfish de-ages and it just, its memory gets wiped back 20 years. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, I mean, maybe you can't, you don't speak jellyfish, so you can't ask it. Exactly. There's no way to disprove this theory, Adam. Yeah. This is you non-falsifiable. Don't you don't know if I speak jellyfish or not. I assume. Well, and you're right. Well, you I'm know sorry. what they say. If I spoke jellyfish, I'd do it all the time. <laughs> to who? Everybody. Just to, just to weird them out. I bet speaking jellyfish would mostly be lights. It would be like a photo... Mm. A photoreceptor kind of way of speaking. <laughs> Maybe splash, jellyfish speak with like... <laughs> Just make your skin bioluminous. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need to... Step one, bioluminous. Step two, <laughs> speak jellyfish. Step three, profit. <laughs> and I'm working on step one. that famous guy who speaks to jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I could just... Th- I, ju- I thought I could just, like, scam other jellyfish out of their money after that. Yeah, they're very gullible. It's, it's an untapped market. I mean, you speak English. Have you Have you tried <laughs> with human beings? I feel like jellyfish are easier marks. Here's what you do. You get a bunch of balloons and you find a stampede party. (laughs) 
if you do the work, they have to pay you. <laughs> I'm not. I, I I I cannot credibly like make any kind of balloon animal though. Can you make a balloon jellyfish? I doubt it. What about a balloon? Uh, you can make a balloon a snake, fish. like a balloon snake. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a classic. Worm? Yeah, a worm, sure. Um, an eel. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, Elephant that's at least three balloon animals eel. you can make. <laughs> <laughs> Giraffe neck. Yeah, sure. Tails, lots of tails. I mean, he was mostly sticking to balloon dicks, and that was like, there's, <laughs> there's not a lot else it needs to get done it's true i think there's potential okay did the balloon dick hats like was it like a unicorn horn or was it up top no it was up top it like rested on top of your head and then had a, a dick going out um and he had matching hats of the female anatomy so that people could bump them into each other oh man and... that's way beyond my my abilities <laughs> yeah no he was a very talented balloon person who got not paid, for sure, because no one hired him. Yeah. All he got was the ends of several drinks, but, you know. So I guess, like, I would have to go in, like, to do the equivalent. I'd have to use my, like, my skills that I have. So, like, I don't know, go in and have loud opinions about things and then expect to be paid. Right. Yep. Yeah. Call it, like, project management or something. (laughs) (laughs) Walk into a party and be like, I'm your project manager now. Go to, wait, wait for this the next. Drink's not empty. Wait for the next Godzilla movie to come out, and then, like, talk to people about it afterwards, and then demand payment. <laughs> Just hang around in the movie theater, and then as people come out of it, be like, "Hey, what did you think of Godzilla?" Have a whole conversation. Yep. Tell them about like the history yep. of the franchise and some homages they might not have noticed, and then be like, "Okay, nice talk. That'll be forty dollars." Oh, I was gonna charge twenty five. Don't devalue yourself. Like basically take them on a walking tour of Godzilla. Mm. You, you walk in a way where it's like you might be walking with them <laughs> or they might just not be able to escape you, right? You might be like, oh, and then this corner we're coming up to reminds me of Form 2. <laughs> or I could just sit in the theater and like just be talking loudly about it and then turn to everybody who was in earshot and like, you all owe me $40 a piece. Yeah. It's true. For this. Yeah, they're already there. And together and facing one direction. I had jokingly considered when the the most recent like uh, American Godzilla film came out, uh, charging people to go see it with me, so that I so that they could like be privy to my thank you, <laughs> be privy to my reactions. Which, as it turned out, was mostly a lot of me going <sighs> and then sitting back heavily in my seat. Oh, that's good. Actually, you yeah, owe me forty dollars premium. Damn it! <laughs> You're there. <laughs> you, Ian, Tori, and Brian owe me $40 a piece. That's smart, because I feel like I basically... I did free Q&A for you. Paid people to go to Pacific Rim with me. I needed oh. to get them to pay me to take them to Pacific Rim. Yes. See, you're doing it all wrong. I'll know when they do Pacific Rim. You just Rim have to charge them more than the ticket price, so that you're making profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexi, is there anything left in the episode? Like, There's anything important? Dude, you, they left it hanging. Whatever. There's Gyro. Yeah, Gyro. He's nothing. Oh, yeah. I think I speculated that he was dead dad, but he's not. He's nobody. He's just some dude. Don't put any of your hopes in him. No. Don't, don't look his exists. way for plot advancement or intriguing mysteries. I don't know why he wears that stupid thing on his head. <laughs> no, he feels like nothing. I'm not surprised that he's nothing. Like, 
He's just... They needed another fight guy, except they didn't. So I don't know why they did it. Was it that Javert... Well, I mean, they redeemed him, kind of, maybe. I hope he comes back and they resolve that. Maybe they just didn't want Igor to do more, I don't know, heavy lifting fight-wise. Hmm. I guess so. He still has to like stand around and observe from the sidelines. If they've got him on set anyway, make him punch people. True. True. But whatever. Now they're maybe like back in time or something. Hmm. There was a film grain. So you could tell it was a, a memory, not real life. But who knows? Because there were two boys, two clone boys. And one clone boy made people de-age. But what does the other clone boy do? We'll find out. Light them on time. fire. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a child. No, you're on fire. <laughs> Man, I could have just started with the fire. No, you need less. You use less fire if they're children. You uh, serve your precious fire. Conservation of energy. <laughs> it's awful. Yep. Nope. That's all. Uh, any uh, technical notes, Adam? Uh, I think I'm good. All right, then I'm I'm pretty satisfied with where we're at with this two-parter, this two-part arc. So I will say thank you to people who are listening. And we will see you later. Bye. Goodbye.